Hi, and welcome to Let's Be Real, a new economy project podcast. I'm your host, Julian Robinson. This episode is about the power of local climate justice organizing in the age of climate chaos. While extreme weather events like droughts, wildfires, and hurricanes are a global concern, frontline communities experience the first and worst consequences. These are often communities of color, low-income communities, and immigrant communities where systemic disinvestment has made them particularly vulnerable to the impacts of climate change. But these communities are also on the forefront of climate justice, and local groups are developing transformative solutions that center a sustainable future for people and planet. Our featured interview today takes us to Sunset Park, Brooklyn, where you can find one such solution, New York City's first community-owned solar project. The project will allow residents of Sunset Park to share the benefits of solar power generated on the roof of the Brooklyn Army Terminal. Managed by a local community group, Uprose, in partnership with the New York City Community Energy Cooperative, the project will provide local employment and savings on electricity bills for nearly 200 households and small businesses in the neighborhood. In our interview, we discuss how Uprose organized with local residents to put the neighborhood on a block-by-block, building-by-building, path to sustainability, adaptation, and resilience. One that gives people, not corporations, control of the infrastructure that powers the neighborhood. Strap in, strap hangers, and let's be real. Founded in 1966, Uprose is Brooklyn's oldest Latinx community-based organization, and it has been deeply involved in the climate justice movement for decades. In our interview, Elizabeth discusses what it means for the organization to be community-led, how all organizing in a frontline community is intersectional, and how the community-owned solar project provides a cooperative alternative to the extractive economy. We opened our interview by asking Elizabeth to introduce herself and the organization, and tell us how Uprose got involved in environmental justice organizing. Um, My name is Elizabeth Jean-Pierre. I'm executive director of Uprose, and I've been here since 1996. And um, in 96, we... Um, did uh, an assessment to find out who was doing what in Sunset Park, how we could add value, um, spent a year in community meetings, and it became clear that um, the community was concerned about environmental justice. Um, and there were young people who came in early on uh, who were curious about what we did. We had a storefront on 54th and 4th Avenue, and um, they were also concerned about the expansion of the Gowanus Expressway, um, they were concerned that about um, a lead cluster that existed in the community. And so the organization became intergenerational, um, and, um, and it became an organization that focused at the time in 96 on environmental justice issues. As an organization deeply invested in the neighborhood, we asked Elizabeth to describe Sunset Park and how she sees Uprose's role in organizing the community. Sunset Park has about 130,000 people living here. It's, um, it goes from uh, 15th Street to 65th and 8th Avenue to the waterfront. It's an industrial working class community. Uh, it is uh, Chinese, mostly people from the Fujian province, people from the Fujian province, a socioeconomically right there with, you know, with other people of color. You know, there's always these stereotypes about Asians, and stereotypes are always a bad thing. Um, and then it's a Latino mix, I would say Caribbean, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Central American, Mexican, um, a good amount of folks are from the Middle East, mostly Palestinian, and then working white folks. The way that we see our organization is, um, you know, some organizations follow the money, 
um, we feel like we staff our community. Our community is in school and they're at work while we're here at work, holding it down for them. So um, getting engagement from a community that sometimes has two or three jobs, has to come home to feed the children, to take care of all of the stressors of being part of a working class family is really hard. So like if we had an, a, a, an event in, um, in um, Park Slope, everyone would show up. They're civic happy and their nannies live in Sunset Park. But in a community which is where the nannies live, you need to be able to organize differently. And so we decided that we were going to engage the community as often as possible and listen and find out what their priorities were. We then heard from Elizabeth how the organization takes in neighborhood concerns and turns them into community-driven campaigns. There were young people who came in early on. The first one who came in, she said, what do you do here? She was real sassy. I was like, what do you want to do? And so she filled up the place with young people. And they organized a town hall gathering around lead paint abatement. Uh, they started organizing and preparing people for the DEIS, the, the, the Draft Environmental Impact Statement, uh, for the expansion of the Gowanus, and I trained them on how to do that. I basically told them, I will train you to do everything that I know. And so they became uh, a core part of Uprose. They called themselves at that time the Environmental Enforcers. Mm -hmm. uh, they were very young, 12, 13 years old. So they grew up in the organization. Eventually, they became youth justice because they were concerned about policing and they were concerned about uh, sexual harassment in the community and about other kinds of issues as well. Because, of course, we don't have the luxury of just focusing on climate and environment. Our community's always been intersectional, right? Mm -hmm. We live in the midst of all the isms, right? She went on to describe the centrality of social and neighborhood relationships for a frontline community facing the worst impacts of climate change. What helps people survive regular extreme weather events? What helps them survive is their relationship with each other. And so if we can use uh, some climate um, interventions that can help them meet and, and work with each other, that will help. Whether it's building an anaerobic digester together or painting rooftops white or checking out their backyards to see where they can grow food. You know, the three big problems are going to be food, water, and energy, right? So how can we do a block-by-block -block organizing effort to do that, especially since um, we know that the first responder in every community is that woman who's always in her window who knows everybody's business, right? She knows who's on a respirator, who's on dialysis, who's hooking up with who. That is your first responder. So. Uh, and then also in Sunset Park and in Brooklyn in general, there are block parties every year. So you know that the person who organizes the block party, that's your local organizer, right? So that person then becomes the person who helps you organize on climate justice. And it's looking at your physical space, strengthening your relationships with each other. But why community-owned solar? We asked Elizabeth to tell us how Uprose came to community-controlled renewable energy as a solution to the climate and environmental injustice faced by Sunset Park residents. When Superstorm Sandy happened, we had a gathering just to get a sense of how people were feeling um, because it was traumatic. We had been doing all this stuff on climate justice for a while, um, and uh, people came in and they said to us, you know what, we need to know how to do more than change the light bulb. And we want Uprose to provide us with that training, and we want to um, come up with a plan that addresses a lot of the climate change needs of the community. And the Climate Justice Center comes out of that. And locally, we then started um, meeting with a lot of different partners. We thought community-owned solar 
would be a way of introducing our community to alternative energy, to the idea of shared ownership, uh, to the idea of um, what localized solutions look like. And so we met with several churches, with some businesses. Uh, we have been talking to the New York City Economic Development Corporation for years about the industrial waterfront. And we have been saying to them, look, you know, instead of chasing the market, um, you should be creating the market. Um, and so you should be bringing in anaerobic digesters, community-owned solar, renewable energy, offshore wind. You should be looking at which businesses exist throughout the United States and invite them to come to the industrial waterfronts and retrofit those businesses so that we don't get our parts from Europe on, on barges that are going to basically be operating by diesel because then the climate solution becomes an environmental justice problem. So we can create the market. The problem is that these people move slowly and in pilots, and they. And what do you mean by these people? Like I mean, like agencies, like uh, like uh, government agencies. Um, they don't trust community leadership. They manage community, but they don't think of community as partners, not equal partners. Um, and climate change is really demanding a different kind of governance. It's really demanding that it's going to disrupt governance. And so in order for governance to survive, it has to be in partnership with community and local solutions have to be operationalized. And that is really the seed, the, net, the, the center, uh, the core of a just transition, right? She went on to describe the role community-owned solar plays in a larger shift in understanding the economy. The community-owned solar uh, cooperative comes out of trying to come up with uh, an economic framework that gives our community ownership so that they are not seduced by this idea of of capitalism and extraction and think that that's the only way to to be able to address climate change and so we need to be able to move our people into thinking differently into thinking about co-ownership about shared uh, resources about shared power and with Upper so close to actualizing this vision we briefly checked in with their energy democracy coordinator summer sandoval to describe the details of the project Sunset Park Solar is being built on the Brooklyn Army Terminal. Uh, we're leasing 80,000 square feet of the rooftop space, and the solar array would be 685 kilowatt system that'll support roughly 150 to 200 households and small businesses. And we're really targeting both our outreach or education for in Sunset Park to ensure that at least 50% of the subscribers are Sunset Park residents. To conclude, we ask Elizabeth what it means when these organizing efforts are successful. To us, because climate change is a thing that we didn't create but is going to have the biggest impact on us, coming up with local solutions is a priority. People need to be able to see it. It can be this abstract idea uh, that they can't wrap their head around. The climate, the community-owned solar cooperative is infrastructure. It's something they could see, something they can touch. Um, the bus creating more mass surface transit, that's infrastructure. Um, stopping the siting of the power plants, that's that's killing bad infrastructure and bringing in the new, the bringing in the, the good and fighting the bad. That's an example of community power. And so the other part of putting the infrastructure on the ground is reminding people that this came through community, that communities do have power, that they can literally transform their landscape. You know, whether we're talking about Richmond in California or Boston um, or, you know, Houston, which is surrounded by petrochemical industries, um, we 
there are some things that can happen that can be replicated in other places. Mm-hmm. And we, we're always thinking that way, by the way. People think that we always just think locally, but we're always thinking about an aggregation of scale, right? Of different kinds of scale, because that's what a just transition is. It's not just scale at the high level, the way people always think about it, but it's an aggregation of scale. Mm-hmm. You can find more information about Uprose's Climate Justice Center their youth justice work, and their fight for the Sunset Park waterfront at their website, www.uprose.org. And you can find them on Twitter, at Uprose. You can also visit our website, neweconomynyc.org, slash let's be real for more resources. Thanks again, and see you next time.